And welcome to the Make America Great Again podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Robinson. I'm on the road today, so if you hear some highway sounds or airport sounds, it's because I'm half a mile away from both. So I apologize for that. President Trump today signed a executive order. I just watched him do it, actually. Basically, getting rid of some EPA regulations, allowing uh, farmers to get back to work, honestly. Um, he, he mentioned one farmer that was fined $35,000 a day for digging a watering pond for his cattle. And that's the kind of overreach the EPA has established in the last eight years. They went from ruling over all waters that people can navigate by boat to ruling over all puddles, period. Literally any standing body of water whatsoever in the United States, they can come test and then find said property owner for the results. So it doesn't matter if it's connected to an aquifer, it doesn't matter if anyone else is being affected by it, just if you have water on your property and you do anything to it, whether you make it bigger, make it smaller, put chemicals in it, uh, reduce chemicals that are in it, doesn't matter. You're not allowed to mess with it without the EPA say so. That's the point. This was literally, you know, probably an hour or two after he signed the executive order supporting black colleges and universities, which basically it's just, you know, a, hey, these things are important and here's some federal money for it, uh, executive order. But, you know, the, the most important part that I wanted to get to about both him signing the executive order for the, you know, the black colleges and universities, and also the EPA executive order I watched him sign. You know, it's so, it's so interesting to see all the people around President Trump, even his, um, you know, his haters that have to be around him for whatever reason. You never see them in a bad mood or not smiling. I think it's very hard to be around President Donald Trump and not be in a good mood. He just doesn't allow it. He, he'll put you in a good mood. And that's, that's why it's so hard uh, for all of us on the right to understand why all the leftist liberals think he's just the worst thing ever and a Nazi. Because even leftists, after spending a couple hours with him in a room, even Obama, you know, even Obama had nothing but good things to say about him. And, and that's the point. No one that spends more than an hour or two with him, talking to him, has anything but great things to say about President Donald Trump. And that's the point. It's all just lies from the media. That's why everyone hates him. It's all lies. They've, they've, they've tricked you into hating our president. Do you understand? I think he could literally change anyone's mind, his per, you know, of their personal opinion of him. I don't, I don't care how much you hate Donald Trump. I think if he took you in a room and just hung out with you for an hour or two, I think he would change your mind. That's it. I don't think, and, and that's why the mainstream media is so scared of him, because he still has, like, Twitter, and he still is doing things. He, he loves people, and that's the point. He doesn't like it when people hate him. He wants to make you like him. He doesn't want to be hated. I mean, he's a, he's a very narcissistic person. He does not want people to dislike him. 
And that's the reason why he's such a good president. He, he can bring people that absolutely despise him into a room, and they leave there saying nothing but nice things about him. I'm not saying he is great at making everyone love him. I mean, he's terrible at trying to make the left liberal people uh, like him. <laughs> that's, but on the other hand, that's why the rest of us love him, because he doesn't apologize for anything. Like, did he ever once apologize or say he was sorry for the grab him by the pussy comment? Nope. Sure didn't. And that's, if he would have, we would all been mad at him. That's the point. We don't want him to apologize for anything. We want him to be himself and be honest. And the minute he tries to not be himself and lie to us and not be honest, well, that's when he'll lose his support. And the liberals try to say that it's all lies, all, you know, alternative facts, and we're all crazy. Just, okay, let's, let's pretend for a second that Donald Trump is wrong, and he has every, he, everything he thinks is wrong, uh, you know, black is white, ups, up is down. Do you, you think that he is aware of this and is lying to us? Or do you think that he's just ignorant? Because if you think he's ignorant and just doesn't know that he's completely wrong, then I then you as a liberal should be in the same boat as us. At least he's honest, okay? Even if he's misguided, at least he's honest. And I don't agree with 100% of everything he says. I mean, he could definitely work on his messaging, um, and he could definitely work on being able to you know, put thoughts together in a uh, better fashion, I guess would be the word, you know. But that's the point. We like him because he just says shit off the cuff. And he doesn't, he doesn't try to have a, a, an entire room of people tell him what to say in the exact manner that it'll make the most sense and be the most pliable to everyone in the world. No. Instead, he just says shit. And we love him for it. Back to the EPA for a minute. Really is an evil, bad agency. Its sole purpose is to just extort people for money, really. It's, you know, we all have this Disney-like story of the EPA that we were taught as children, that they're here to protect the environment and, you know, put people who pollute in jail. But that's not what actually happens. You see, the majority of people that have any kind of, um, you know, contact with the EPA, like say, let's say you live in a small town and some company is polluting your uh, stream that runs behind your house and causing, you know, your plants and your animals to die and your well to be poisoned. And, Okay, so let's say um, you contact the EPA. Well, the EPA doesn't come to your rescue like some like environmental protection police. Instead, you have to pay for your own experts and lawyers and uh, people to figure stuff out. They don't. They don't do any of that. Um, but they do 
once once you've paid for it and gotten all the stuff, sure, then they will use that information to you know extract money from the company that is polluting your home. But that's all that they're really interested in. They're they're not necessarily going to stop the polluting. They're just going to make sure that the company's paying their fair share to be able to pollute our country. Because that's kind of what the EPA is. It's an agency that makes sure people are paying the right amount of tax to be able to pollute. They're not here to actually protect the environment. They're here to make sure that anyone that they possibly can tax, um, they can. You know, and I mean, we're talking everyone, coal industry, the steel industry, the um, you know, any industry that they could possibly mess with because they pollute. That's who they're going after, and it's not they're they're not necessarily there to shut down the industry, just to make sure that they can extract as much money as possible for the government. And that's why the, the new, newly appointed uh, Pruitt guy to the EPA is really the best possible guy, because he wants to shut down the EPA. He wants to dismantle it completely, honestly. So the more he can do to just make them worthless, the better. Because again, they are not there to actually help us. They're there solely to collect money. Like they, like the EPA doesn't go, uh, uh, you know, clean up a oil uh, spill on the coast. But they do find the oil company and then take that money and give themselves nice bonuses. You understand? They're not using that money to clean up, you know filthy animals that are dying from oil poisoning. No, they're just keeping it. So, it's still... The agency as a whole is just there to tax companies for the ability to pollute our nation. So, if the companies couldn't just pay a fine for possibly poisoning and, you know, causing the death of humans depending on what we're talking about. So if they couldn't just pay a fine to do that, you know, they might actually be criminally, you know, liable for it. People might actually go to jail. But as long as they can just pay money to the EPA, then that absolves them of any criminal wrongdoing. I'm not saying that everyone in the EPA is out to just make a buck. The lower level people genuinely probably care about the environment are trying to make a um, difference. But the people in the top half of the EPA, they got their positions by uh, screwing us over as much as possible and allowing companies to pollute as much as possible and literally doing as little as possible uh, to actually help us. And that's, that's the reality. The first director of the EPA um, the EPA was formed in 1970, by the way, so it's not like it's always been here, just since 1970. But the first director, for the first three years, went on to form a group that uh, lobbied against the EPA uh, for, like, Monsanto and oil companies. And basically, like, he was, the first director went on to lead a group 
that did nothing but fight the EPA. All right, and and that's because the EPA wasn't actually there to cure anything. It was just there to extract money from all these corporations that were polluting the earth. And we don't use that money to unpollute the earth. They just get to keep it. You see, the waste management is a major, major money-making machine. It's almost as big as like the private prison system. I mean, billions of dollars a year are made off of getting rid of waste. And that's trash waste, that's chemical waste, that's hazardous waste. Just billions are made off of getting rid of that. So, like any business where billions of dollars are made, it's full of corruption. And the main person that does that corruption is the EPA. That's who profits the most off of polluting our country. See, and the real scary part about the EPA is they pretty much make their own rules and laws and then apply them to everyone else. It's not like they are um, enforcing some kind of uh, legislature enacted by Congress. No, they literally make up their own stuff and then tell everyone they have to abide by it and then find them when they don't. So it gets real crazy because they get to make up both the, you know, finable offenses and the penalties in which they get to collect and keep. And this Pruitt guy, who's now the new EPA guy, you know, he has spent years suing the EPA and he really dislikes the EPA. So he, that's why, again, he is the perfect person for this position because he would n love nothing better than to see the EPA completely dissolved. So he's going to work towards that end and whatever he can accomplish, great. Moving on to a different subject. Seth Rich, for those who don't know him, he was a DNC staffer who was murdered a block from his house. This was just a couple weeks after the WikiLeaks started, with John Podesta's emails and whatnot. Julian Assange himself has, in interviews, not said directly, but not also not denied that Seth Rich was, in fact, their leaker. Now, I don't know how much you guys know about the WikiLeaks, but it's still an ongoing thing. And yes, it caused Hillary Clinton the election, but also it's still very much going on. They're still revealing new emails. People are still going through the hundreds of thousands of emails that have been leaked. People are still investigating. So this is not over with. But the point was, Seth Rich, who was shot in the back of the head a couple blocks from his home with nothing taken and no, no struggle or fight. So he was just walking home and someone murdered him and then didn't take anything. Kind of odd, huh? Well, much like many people who mess with the Clintons, or the Clinton Foundation, he found himself dead, and his murder is still unsolved. And I don't know about you, but I'm quite tired of the Clintons getting away with murder, literally.
And I'm not saying Hillary Clinton or Bill Clinton pulled the trigger. But I'm saying someone involved in their evil cabal did. Now the most recent <sighs> story, which sadly I saw on Fox News, is that the Russians apparently murdered Seth Rich. Now, on, on one hand, this might be a, you know, 4D chess move by Fox, you know, um, accuse Russia of killing Seth Rich just so they can actually talk about Seth Rich because no one has talked about him. And then, once Russia's ruled out, they can then try to actually point the fingers at the person who really killed him. Now, the, the interesting part here is with WikiLeaks and Seth Rich and the Russians, you know, obviously, first of all, in case you don't know, the Russians are, well, they were at odds with the last administration because, long story short, the Russians support a uh, Qatar-Turkey pipeline, I'm sorry, the Iran-Iraq-Syria pipeline. And it runs from Iran um, you know, through Iraq and Syria, and off to Europe. And that would be the one that Russia wants to happen, that also would uh, keep it so that Russia is still a main competitor in the oil business. You see, because this pipeline runs to the uh, coastal area of Syria, and then would be transported by ship to Europe. So, it's not necessarily going to be as cost-effective as the second pipeline that the U.S. is backing. And that's going from Qatar through Turkey and then through Syria and into Europe. And you see that one doesn't travel by ship. It's all pipeline. So it would be cheaper than the Russia, you know, pipeline that Europe is already using for oil. And, uh, you know, it, it would definitely be cheaper than the other one that uh, the... Uh, Iran-Iraq-Syria pipeline that Russia is currently backing. So the whole point of this is that Syria is currently in a giant power struggle proxy war between us and Russia. And that's why the globalists and the Democrats, you know, not, when I say Democrats, I don't mean like, you know, the stupid people in California that voted for Hillary. I mean the actual people in power, the, you know, hundred most powerful Democrats, whatever. Like, those people, you know, are globalists who are siding with Europe and want to be able to edge Russia out of the oil business so that uh, Russia can become less powerful. Now, Russia, obviously, it's not like they're just on our team. They're on Team Russia. But uh, at the same time, we will gladly let them scorch Earth Syria and get rid of ISIS uh, all we have to do is step out of their way. We don't have to actually defeat ISIS. We just have to let Russia, honestly. Now, the, the, the moral of this is I don't think that Trump is a Russian agent. But I think Trump knows this and just, you know, for him to say all this to the American public, you know, the media would have a field day. So he's not a dumb guy. He knows what's really going on there. And he, all he's saying is, yeah, hey, Russia, you can uh, have your pipeline that in no way affects the United States however you want through those countries. Uh, just take out ISIS for us. And they can't actually say that. So instead, you know, 
the liberals and the media freak out about a thousand other things and you know they can't actually say hey it's all about which direction the oil runs through Syria so at least I say let Russia have their way um, I don't care whether Europe gets their oil from uh, you know, Russia or Qatar or Iran doesn't make a difference to me over here in America and I don't understand why we need to spend our money making sure that Russia can't sell their oil to Europe at you know a premium price and as far as WikiLeaks and Russia and uh, Julian Assange uh, you know I lost my faith in WikiLeaks back in last October because you know they've still not talked about what actually happened why Julian was missing and off the radar for three months and even though he's you know back now and doing interviews and whatnot it's not the same Julian Assange that I remember so you know, I'm not I'm not saying that it's not him but I'm also not saying that it is him and you know whether his his life or his children's life were threatened enough to where he is now sold out to the globalists or maybe they replaced him with some CIA body double I mean they did have four years after all of him being in the uh, embassy in London there so if there really is a super powerful CIA some kind of you know agency that could do that and they had four years to make a clone or you know, take some guy and give him enough plastic surgery and voice modulation and training to make him seem exactly like Julian so that they could just go requisition Julian and go ahead and take him out. Who knows? I don't know. No one really knows. But at least the uh, fake Julian and or the real Julian that now might be compromised is back in interviews and talking to the public much like he wasn't from about the mid-October until uh, January of this year. So, in my opinion, uh, there was a recent article that, you know, Russia was talking about giving Edward Snowden over to uh, Trump. And I would say, bring it on. Give us Edward Snowden, bring it, give us uh, Julian Assange, uh, give us all of our leakers back and we'll decide what to do with them you know we'll see who's who I'm not I'm not saying that Edward Snowden is necessarily a traitor but I would say let's let's put him through the courts here and decide what he is instead of just allowing him to live freely in Russia for the rest of his life and you know I'm I'm a big fan of Edward Snowden. We would not know about the NSA surveillance program without him. But still, the fact remains he did it the way he did it and fled the country and has been a uh, a traitor to this land currently. And he, he needs to come back and clear his name. But that's just my opinion. You know, maybe maybe he'd be better off never coming back here. Maybe uh, we would not be fair enough to him. I don't know. I'm not. I, I doubt I'm going to be on that jury. You know, so I doubt he would have a journey or a jury, anyways. But 
Anyways, well, the other news I got is uh, the Dow has been up for 13 days in a row. So um, our economy, after the first month of him being president, has done nothing but awesome. Much like everything else, the Democrats are really trying to find some stuff to hate on here, but our country is doing surprisingly well since Trump became president. So there's not much to really hate on. Or, you know, I mean, I'm sure the people at award shows will still find a reason to give terrible speeches about how terrible Trump is and what kind of Nazis and racists we all are for supporting him. But that's why we're going to not watch any of their movies anymore. So, and with that, I think I'm done for the day. It's been a long one. Um, like and subscribe if you would, and uh, y'all have a good one.